Welcome to the Department of Defense Enterprise Infrastructure Solutions podcast series, part three on EIS as the foundation for the future, hosted on Government Technology Insider. I'm your host, Matt Langan. With an ever-increasing pace of technological change, digital transformation will always be an ongoing process for the Department of Defense. And in the third and final part of our podcast series, Lamont Copeland, who is the Director of Federal Solutions Architecture at Verizon, looks at the long-term impacts of EIS for the Department of Defense and how it will help them to achieve strategic advantages for years to come. And Lamont, thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Matt. Glad to be here today. Yeah, great. And let's kick it off. So clearly no one is under any illusion that EIS is really the end of the DOD's digital transformation journey. So with that in mind, how can the DOD better plan for future mission success? Yeah, no, that's a great question because a lot of when you go through these offers and opportunities with the DOD, you're looking at this and you think, okay, we're building these solutions out. We're trying to pull together what we're answering the bill for that day. And then it becomes a point solution a point effort to then solve a problem in time. But what we want to continue to do is always have these type of continual assessments that are going to go on. And when I say continual assessments, it's going and looking at not only what the DOD mission set has in mind, but also the pace of innovation and how do they work and marry together to be, you know, a lockstep movement forward into the future so that when we do go through, do any type of modernization, transition of contracts, inclusion of new services, and building out that full enterprise solution for the DOD, there's always that continual feedback loop to go through and say, okay, how do I see my mission set changing? How do I see the needs of that end user moving forward? How do I see you know, what innovation is bringing to bear, which could impact how my mission set is moving today? So having that movement of continual innovation, continual assessments, continual review of mission versus requirements versus you know, outcomes that they're expecting versus the technology, pace of technology moving forward will help drive the continual success in the future. And a lot of that can be done within partnership with industry, working through our professional services teams, working hand in hand to continue to help with that assessment, help with understanding and help with the growth of the DOD enterprise as it moves into the future. All right, great. Let's dive into the benefits a little bit. So in addition to helping the DOD streamline contract management, realize cost savings, and deploy new technologies more quickly, what are the other benefits to EIS? Well, one of the great things, too, is that, you know, along with those continual assessments, along with us putting together these enterprise solutions, it's it's not just us driving the technology innovation, but it's also the partnership and what DOD is bringing to the table to help drive the industry to do some of this innovation. I mean, we're always continually to look, tweak, figure out new ways to deliver these services and deliver the technology and build them into a service package to work with the government. But we're also looking at what are the requirements, what are the things, what are the outcomes that they're expecting to have from the Department of Defense and bring that into our development roadmaps and our partners' development roadmaps that help build out these services. So a lot of this and the benefit is, is the government has a seat at the table with us when we're sitting together, we deliver these services out to them and then say, you know, how do you see us evolving? What do you need from us as an industry to then help deliver these services out to you more efficiently in a different manner to address a different problem set? And those are some of the key things I think are benefits besides us being able to deliver on a contract, hop on a contract and say, hey, 
here's my new network as a service, here's my new security solution. But then, okay, we deliver those, we deliver an outcome-based solution, but then that continual feedback and partnership is where it comes into play for us to work with the government and have them also drive that innovation with us and move down that journey. That's great. Let's switch over and talk about cybersecurity. It's certainly a huge topic everywhere these days. So with respect to improving cybersecurity, are there benefits to be realized here for future modernization activities? Yeah, and one of the great things about that is that when you look at that, for you to have a sound cyber infrastructure, sound cyber architecture, and and all the processes and procedures around that to support the protection of your networks and services and solutions, you have to have a good understanding of what your environment is. You have to understand what's a part of that, who's a part of that, what data is going across that, you know, what are all the things that are put into place to be able to protect that. And because of that larger understanding that you have to have about your environment, that leads to you then also looking at strongly what is the things that need to be innovated across that environment, across your procedures, across your support system, across your partner ecosystem to then, you know, continue to move forward and making sure that you're ready to take on any type of a cyber issue or even an outcome that you're trying to deliver there. So some of the tangential things which have come from just trying to protect and make sure you have the cyber profile in place is to be able to then understand what your environment is, understand how to protect it, but then also take that same knowledge base and understand then how do I then start innovating and moving it forward, which will then lead to just some of the services that will change and evolve over time based off of what you need to push out to the end user and protect them as well at the same time. All right, that's great. And, you know, despite all the economies and streamlining that EIS brings, it's clear that transforming an entire agency is still a very complex effort. So with this in mind, how can agencies ensure long-term success in the future? Yeah, and a lot of that is going to be, and I probably mentioned a few times in here, is really that continual communication. I mean, this is not, like I said, a point in time that we go, we deliver a service and then move on to the next opportunity or move on to the next uh, customer. It's really how do we work down this continual journey together and jointly evolve across the contract. You may go in and just you know procure cloud services or procure some network services like PIP and then MPLS and then grab some Ethernet access services on there. But when you start looking at the EIS contract as a whole, it's meant to be able to deliver, as it says, enterprise services. So you may start out with a small piece of that, but then when you start moving along and seeing what's necessary to deliver to those end users on a day-to-day basis, you're looking at, okay, what other things can I procure that will help the easy movement of data between the systems to the end user, the application-to-application communication, end user-to-end user communication? How do I then start getting the necessary things that are needed to build upon and provide a seamless end-to-end environment for my end users to be able to deliver against any mission set that they have during the day. So it's really going to be, it's a continual journey that we're going to be working together and ensuring that, you know, we're evolving over time as long as we're partnered up with the government on the delivery of these systems. All right, great. Well, Lamont, we really appreciate your time today. And before we sign off, any final thoughts to share? Now, and we've enjoyed many great partnerships with the Department of Defense across the Army, the Navy, the Air Force, Marines, Coast Guard, all those services, and and with DISA too as well. And what is good about that is we continue to drive innovation into that space to help drive us to drive more innovation. And really, as long as we're 
sitting at the table as partners, communicating what would be the outcomes that we need to deliver to meet those mission sets and how then we make the technology work for us and not drive to what a technology has in place, but really how do we then say, these are the things that we want to deliver for our end users. Here's my expectations. Here's how I see this versus giving a direct requirement. Then we can then evolve the EIS contract to be able to then say, regardless of what piece of technology, what piece of box, we can actually bring that together as a service to then ensure that the end user is able to easily and quickly meet their mission set and mission need for any problem throughout the day. Excellent. And this concludes the Department of Defense Enterprise Infrastructure Solutions podcast series, part three on EIS as the foundation for the future, where Lamont Copeland, who is the director of federal solutions architecture at Verizon, discussed the long-term impacts of EIS for the Department of Defense and how it will help them to achieve strategic advantages for years to come. And Lamont, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you, Matt. Appreciate it.